Hey guys, welcome to Chelsea Disgrace Podcast. I'm Chelsea Griggs. Uh, so I have some like sort of exciting news uh, along with uh, continuing to work as a barista by day. I now also have a new job as a hooter shooter girl at the busiest strip club in my city. Uh, that's right, you know, as awkward and uncool as I am, the only requirement you need to work there is boobs. And I got me some of those. I got some boobs. So yeah, it's it's uh, kind of happened really fast. Uh, my friend was working there as the shooter girl and she had to quit because she's moving. So she texted me one night and was like, want to come work at the strip club tonight? And I was already half in the bag, jonesing for some dick. So I said no. And then she was like, what about the next night? And I was like, sure, why not? So now I've been working there uh, for only a couple weeks now. But it's sure an interesting gig, I tell ya. Uh, First off, I absolutely love the fact that not only am I allowed, but I'm encouraged to be a little tipsy at work and also to look like a dollar store hoe. Um, I remember getting ready on my first night of work. I had like rifled through my wardrobe to find like the lowest cut shirt and my tightest skirt and I shaved my entire body which was exhausting because I've been like too lazy to go to the store to buy new razors. So I've been using the same doll one for like a month and it gives me just like the worst razor burn ever. Like when I run my hand over my vagina, I get like a manageable but like still super inconvenient case of uh, road rash on my hand. It's so bad. Like I feel like I should provide like whoever is going down there with some polysporin to treat like minor scrapes and cuts that you may encounter like woofaroni it is it is bad so yeah it takes forever to shave because you know try to be really gentle in order to avoid this problem and then you know I put on this aftershave stuff on my vag but it's so incredibly painful that I literally got dizzy and had to sit down in the shower once and usually works but lately the razor burns just been like off the hook so yeah, whatever. I'm like all shaved and then um, I put on my outfit and it's sexy enough. But I feel like my boobs weren't really being showcased as best they could have been. Like on their own in a regular bra, they're pretty great. Like I have some good tits. But uh, I really need to take the shit to the next level. So uh, I looked through my bras to see if I had uh, like a push-up. And I didn't because I can barely keep these freaking sandbags in the cups of my regular bras, let alone ones that are half stuffed with like cotton or marshmallows or like memory foam or whatever the fuck they stuff those things with. So I took a regular bra and I tightened it as much as I possibly could tighten the straps and I put it on and the band of a bra is normally supposed to go across the middle of a woman's back. 
Um, it was now literally almost up to the back of my neck. Like, no joke. But uh, from the front, it made my boobs look fucking fantastic. Like, I was dumbfounded. They look like two fresh Kaiser buns or some shit. Like, the way they sat in that bra, like, defied gravity. And it was certainly the best optical illusion I've ever seen. Like, the way they were lifted and separated was astounding. And all I could do was, like, sing You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban as I stared into the mirror and saluted my titties. Honestly, like, the best miracle rising since Jesus or those Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Seriously. So, yeah, whenever uh, I go into my job, I always look my best and I feel my best. But underneath, I'm still, like, super awkward and dorky. And, like, I'm surrounded by all these beautiful high-class strippers that only drink Patron and Hennessy. And I literally feel like I'm one of those dads that let their, like, teenage sons have a party in the basement but he comes down every once in a while and tries to like mingle with all his son's friends and he's drinking a bottle of Coors Banquet with a beer koozie that says beauty is in the eye of the beer holder on it and he like tries to crack a joke here and there but he just comes across as pervy but yeah most of the strippers are are really nice though and um, will help me make sales uh, I get paid based on how many shots I sell throughout the night and I work a four-hour shift and I'm actually never left with less than a hundred bucks so it's a pretty sweet gig and like I said the strippers are really helpful like um, one time there was an older gentleman uh, talking to this uh, this excuse me, this beautiful stripper, and um, I went over and was like, yeah, do you want to buy a shot, sir? And he was like, no, thanks. And I was like, okay. And then the stripper he was talking to kind of saw I needed some help, so she was like to the dude, she's like, how about you buy two shots from her, and you do one out of my ass, and I'll do one out of her tits. And she sort of looks at me to see if it's okay, and I'm like, hell yeah, like, let's fucking do this. So I watched as she stuck this test tube shot into her ass. And Jesus Christ, I don't know how she does it. Like, first of all, I'd probably end up farting in someone's face. Second of all, I have absolutely no muscles in my ass. My ass just looks like like a giant plate of mashed potatoes. Like, this stripper has such a grip on that shot. It was like playing tug-of-war with a German shepherd. So, like, this guy gets down on his knees and goes to take the shot out of her ass, and he's trying to, like, get it out with his teeth, but her grip is so tight that the test tube literally cracks in his mouth, and I'm, like, dying laughing. All of a sudden, she sticks, like, a shot in my titties, and then she's motorboating, and then she, like, takes a shot. It was, like, I was just mesmerized. Like, this is my, like, first three-way ass-titty combo shot, but... Now it's like a regular thing, like, um, like, oh, how was work today, honey? And I'm like, oh, you know, just another typical day at the office, you know. Except I twisted my knee doing a shot out of a chocolate drop's ass today, so that was kind of shitty. But other than that, you know, just a regular day. So I was like, well, shit, like, looks like anything goes here, like, fair game. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to, like, sell some freaking shots. So, uh... 
most people buy the shots for me just like take them normally and then I'm on my way and sometimes I'll stop and chat with some people for a while I really enjoy getting to know people there because you find some like really interesting ones at, at strip clubs um, but the shot the shots are quite expensive and sometimes it takes like a little bit more convincing to get someone to buy one so I was having a bit of a slow night one one night, and then this uh, bachelor party came in, so I decided to offer them some nice shots from my uh, Kaiser Bun titties. And then they were all like, hell yeah, like, let's fucking do it. So, like, five of them bought shots, and uh, the first guy was very gentle and sweet and seemed sort of awkward, and he sort of got teased by his buddies, and then they got progressively less shy as they took their turns, trying to, like, show each other up. So, by the last dude, he did, like, a little bit of, like, a titty caress. So then I go about my night and a few people are buying shots here and there. But I'm like, you know, like this bachelor party is where the money is at. So I go back over and I'm like, all right, guys, let's do some more shots. Who can take the craziest shot? And before I knew it, like I was on my knees taking a shot out of one dude's crotch. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting in a chair and one dude is like knelt in front of me and he lifts both of my legs onto his shoulders. Mind you, I'm wearing a skirt and, you know, thank God my vagina was zestfully clean that night because uh, I really would have hated it if he like lifted my legs like up on his shoulders and all of a sudden it just smelled like a Polish deli. So, yeah, he put uh, he put the shot into my underpants and he did it out of there. So I thought, okay, you know, that's cool. But then they wanted more shots. And, like, fuck, the more I sell, the more money I make. So I was like, well, like, let's do this. So now the bachelor is, like, laying on the couch on his back. And I'm, like, straddling him, dry humping him, taking shots out of his mouth. And all I can think is, like... Thank God I'm not a mother. Like, what happened to me? I was such a wholesome child. I just, like, prayed my father wasn't there because, you know, it was a Wednesday. And um, my dad supposedly plays darts with the guys on Wednesday. But who knows if darts is cover for, like, oh, I'm going to the strip club to have naked ladies bounce up and down on my dick. But, you know, whatever. Um, it's sort of empowering being able to use my sexuality as a way to make some mad cash. Like, uh, I've never really had that opportunity before. Except, um, except there was that one time I had sex with that guy. And he gave me his Harry Potter coin collection afterward. So, I'm not, I'm not really sure if that counts as using my sexuality to make money or not like maybe if we lived in the wizarding world but i don't i don't think anywhere in canada accepts like sickles and galleons as currency but like whatever um so yeah whenever whenever i leave work i always like consider just like taking my money and making it rain all over my man friend's chest while i ride his dick in celebratory glory apparently can't even speak right now but um i usually just end up going to like mcdonald's Instead, I'm just getting like a nice junior chicken sandwich and a McDouble made like a Mac to to celebrate. Um, what else? Most people, like most people I deal with at work are, they're like quite respectful and they're like fun and nice to talk to. But um, I do get like the odd, awful person here and there. Like any job really though. 
like the worst thing I've had to deal with um, so far was like my very first customer ever, which um, made me right away think like, oh my God, what the hell did I get myself into? I don't belong here. So I go in for my first shift, nervous as hell, and I grab my serving tray and my racket test tube shots and like I take like a deep breath and I head over to this like middle-aged couple sitting right at the stage. So I'm all like, hey there, you guys having fun? Is this date night? And the lady like turns to me and she says, no, this is my brother. And then the brother turns around. He's like 55 and he looks like the type of guy that probably has like I don't know, a very old, smelly, lazy boy recliner, and he just sits in it all day and, like, masturbates chronically and, like, only gets up at, like, midnight to go to his work shift at some factory where he makes, like, dirty jokes that no one thinks is funny, but they laugh anyway because he looks like he might kill you. Um, so he's wasted, and he's, like, super grabby, and he's all like, show me your tits! I want to see your tits! And he's trying to, like, stick his fingers in there, trying to get a peek, like it's a fucking, like, pot of mom's spaghetti sauce just simmering on the stove. And you just want, like, a little peek to see if the onions are soft enough yet, you know, indicating it's okay to eat it. And I'm just like, stop it! Like, trying to get his nasty-ass, dusty motherfucking hands off me, but also trying to remain, you know, sweet and flirty so I can maybe make a sale. So he's talking about, like, dirty things that are, like, bringing vomit very close to the top of my throat. And I'm about to walk away, and then he decides to buy a couple shots. So I put my tray down to grab them, and then he does some shots. Like, cool, I made some money. But then he takes my hand and places it on his dick. And he's like, is that big enough for you? And like in this moment, like this is what's going through my head. One, gross, 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 gross. Like obviously two, like did I remember to bring hand sanitizer? And three, like big enough is your dick big enough? Like, I sincerely thought that it was a roll of dimes in your pocket at first, sir. Like, if you're going to be a nasty pervert and force someone's hand on your dick and then proceed as if it's big enough, then maybe you should actually, you know, have a big dick. Like, the answer to your very interactive question is no. No, this is not a sufficient enough size for me. For the past eight months, I've been aggressively fucking a guy with a massive dick. And I'm sure it's like, you know, when you use spacer earrings and I've been like stretched out a little bit, at least one size. So yeah, you know what? I need a little bit of a bigger dick because now I'm accustomed to it. And no, your old man dick is not big enough for me. It's like going for from steak to lunch meat, buddy, and I ain't hungry for your sandwich. So if you could just kindly let go of my hand so I can remove it from your tiny genitals. So yeah, that was sort of uncomfortable for me. So um, then there was like another weird guy and he was there alone, which cool, whatever, like lots of guys go to the strip club alone. I'm not judging. So he's sitting there with, like, a fake tan and a visor, looking like he just finished 18 holes of golf with his pals, Tom and Steve. And he looks rather harmless. So I go over there and ask him if he wants a shot, and he says no. So, like, I move on. I go to another table, and I do a titty shot. 
Then I do my rounds again. And I get back to Mr. Visor and he's like, so you look like you're you're a pretty fun girl. And now I'm thinking, perfect, he's going to buy some shots. So I sit down and I talk to him a bit. And he starts asking me, like, super sexual questions, but, like, in a super nonchalant way, as if he's, like, conducting a survey to see if I'm happy with, like, my banking services. He's all like, so you're pretty wild and open then, eh? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, definitely. And then he's like, so, like, I'm assuming you you probably had, like, orgies and stuff then. And, you know, you probably get, like, fucked in the ass, too. And, you you know, you like all that stuff. And, you know. And in my head, I'm like, oh, dear God. Like, just go back to whatever golf course you came from. But, uh, again, I'm trying to, like, sell a shot here. So I decide to have, like, some fun with it. So I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, of course. Like, ass stuff. That's child's play. And then I realize that referring to getting fucked in the ass as child's play is, like, wildly inappropriate because I know of no children who like to get together for a nice game of who's in my butt. So, yeah, then he starts, like, talking about how wonderful my tits are and how they're so perky. And he's, like, he clearly fell for my illusion of the bra because, like, little does he know that, you know, when this bra comes off, these babies are, like, basset hound ears and sometimes I trip over my own nipples. So he starts, like, touching them and I'm, like, dude, if you want to touch them, at least buy, like, a couple shots. And after, like, 12 minutes of sitting with this weirdo answering these, like, sex survey questions he's like oh no i don't i don't have any money so you know that kind of sucked and then um there was this one guy um he comes in and he he's like old and fat and one of uh, the waitresses comes up to me and says like so that guy over there he's like really obnoxious but um the old shot girl if you used to she used to like talk to him all night and and he would buy her entire tray of shots so i was like whoa fuck like cool um i'm gonna talking to people and you know pretending to be interested in what they're saying i mean like my man friend never tells a story shorter than eight minutes and my attention span is that of like a space heater and i only say space heater because it's the first object that i just looked at because my brain is distracted by like 30 other things right this second just sitting here and he knows this so when he tells a story he always does like different voices and actions to keep it really interesting for me and it's always really fun and i i really love his stories but sometimes when I've been drinking and he's like six minutes deep into a story about how he twisted his hip, my brain just like floats away in the most interesting directions. But, you know, the expression on my face always says like I'm listening and I'm interested and like I know he's listening to this right now and I mean this all out of love. I absolutely love your stories and I love your enthusiasm and I, like I don't want to have to fight about this later. So remind me to give you a BJ later to make up for this but yeah so like my mind likes to wander but I'm usually really good at listening most times so I go over to this guy and I'm talking to him for like 20 minutes and he goes um or he's like one of those old guys who's like like a grumpy asshole and he makes lots of jokes and secretly hopes he laughed at them but he doesn't like he pretends he doesn't give a shit if you do or not so he's telling me all these like sexist jokes and some of them are actually pretty funny so like 25% of my laughter was real and the rest was kind of like super forced kind of like an orgasm when you're like like super drunk and you're like fuck and like you're all horny because you're drunk and then you think like you want to have sex and you start having sex and you feel like you're gonna puke so you have to like do your best fake orgasm just to move this process along 
So he ends up buying a couple shots, and he's quite, like, he gets kind of buzzed, and he looks at my outfit, and I was wearing knee-high socks and glasses that day, and he goes, uh, you're quite a disappointing, sexy librarian. And I was like, oh, well, I wasn't really going for that, but uh, what can I do to make you less disappointed? And he says, oh, I don't know, maybe go on a treadmill? And I was like, great, this, this fat piece of old drunken shit. Just called me fat. What a fucking thrill. So, yeah. Um, I get me some not-so-great customers, but a lot of men are really sweet and compliment me, uh, compliment me on, like, how I'm funny and, you know, I'm really, like, like witty and I don't belong in a strip club, which I think is a compliment. At least that's how I'm deciding to take it. I had this one guy talk to me for, like, half an hour telling me, you know, oh, you can do so much better than working here and you need to go follow your dreams and work towards your goals and blah, 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 you don't belong in a strip club. And then I felt like I was on, like, an episode of Dr. Phil, which was sort of, like, a buzzkill. So I was just kind of, like... All right. Um, but then, like, the best compliment I get at work is, like, man, you should be a stripper. Or, like, man, I want a lap dance from you. And, honestly, that just, like, warms my heart like a can of Campbell's soup in a microwave. Except you can't put tin cans in a microwave. So, like, it explodes. So, like, I guess, like, a can of Campbell's soup that was opened up and then, like, put in a bowl and then microwaved. Um, except you can't microwave a, a bowl of soup, like, uncovered, because it also will explode everywhere. So, like, I guess, like, like my heart was warm, like, a can of Campbell's soup that was open, and then, like, put in a bowl, and then covered with plastic wrap, and then warmed in the microwave. So, yeah, then I started thinking about, you know, what it would be like if I was a stripper, and I just don't see it going well at all. Like, first of all, I'm not cool enough to dance all that R&B stuff that the other ladies do, so I probably want to choose something like like a ridiculous dad rock jam, like Bad Moon Rising by CCR or something, and it just wouldn't be sexy at all. Like, I cannot walk in any sort of heels, so I'd be wearing some sort of, like, moccasin or croc. And then, of course, I'd, like, go down on all fours and stick my ass into the audience. And if you're an avid listener of this podcast, you know that's my fart pose. There's a very real chance that I'd be crop dusting all over that stage, farting in dudes' faces. And then, of course, I'd probably start feeling, like, really vulnerable and awkward. And whenever I feel that way, I start doing like ridiculous things so I can see myself doing some sort of like interpretive dance or trying to like recreate the last scene of like dirty dancing or something it would be bad uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the girls do this thing with their um, feet where they stomp on the stage really hard and it makes a really loud sound and the first couple of times that that they did that I thought we were getting shot up and then I thought that one of the strippers fell off the pole uh, it was so loud, but, like, me, I have weak ankles, so, you know, due to the lack of calcium I get, so I think if I did that, my ankles would, like, snap right in half, and I'd have to be, like, carried off the stage by the the one crazy strong stripper who does, like, one-arm push-ups, so, um, yeah, all my friends are like, no, it's just a matter of time till you're on that pole, and I was like, unless it's, like, an April Fool's theme night or something, I just... I just don't see that happening. But yeah, that's a little bit about my new job. So I'm sure I'll have lots of cool stories to tell you uh, about that coming up. 
Um, so yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna leave it at that because I gotta go because I'm having people over for a barbecue tonight. Uh, yeah, how exciting! So yeah, I guess goodbye for now. And uh, as always, I'm here to make you feel better about yourself. One Chelsea Grace problem at a time. Bye. I'm in love with a stripper.